Collins from Studio 47 at Augustana University, and welcome to Alone Together, a storytelling initiative documenting how our university community navigates living and learning through a global pandemic. I'm your host, Anne Rosendale, campus pastor and proud graduate of Augustana. Today, I am talking with Dr. Peter Folliard, who is the director of orchestras here at Augustana. Pete also happens to be the producer and sound engineer of this podcast. And normally, we wouldn't be interviewing someone like Pete, who's working so closely on this project, but there's a good reason why. So uh, for the sake of good storytelling, we're breaking the fourth wall, as they would say in television, um, and looking in on ourselves a little bit to hear some of Pete's story. So Pete, it's so good to be talking with you today. And thanks for, this is funny, we talk all the time about this podcast and here we are doing uh, an episode. So thanks for asking me to tell my story here. Yeah, well, th- thanks for telling it. So uh, so we've been working on several episodes <laughs> of this podcast and uh, collaborating together and you've been busy teaching your students and um, just keeping everyone afloat in the midst of this pandemic. And we're three, four weeks in and you started not feeling well. Yeah, so uh, today is Friday, Good Friday, and a week ago from today, it was uh, Friday night that I just started to feel really achy, and then uh, as I laid down for bed, I started to get chills, and then about 90 minutes later, those turned into pretty heavy sweats, so much so I had to go, uh, my, my wife ran out of the room once the sweats started, and so I slept on the other side of the bed while one side dried. And then uh, the next morning, I was just so fatigued. Uh, I didn't sleep all that well, but I did sleep and just really tired. And uh, Jen, my wife, felt that the best thing to do was to self-quarantine. So I sat doing lesson planning that Saturday as best I could, but I really, uh, words were moving around on the page. I was so tired. So uh, I would just kind of lay in bed <laughs> and uh, yeah, wait until I felt better and then take some deep breaths and Saturday night came and nighttime is always the worst. So the chills were really bad that night. The sweats were even worse. And uh, that's when the breathing problem started. It was, uh, I have to use my brain to get a good breath. (coughs) And um, otherwise, if I just let the body do what it wants to do, it really takes a very shallow breath. So Sunday morning uh, in discussion with Jen, we decided I should go to the ER and be seen. So I went in and what a sight that is. Uh, you walk in and mm. they give you a mask immediately and uh, doctors are wearing what look like welder's masks in there, um, you know, a clear shield over their face. Um, and I went in, told them my symptoms. The doctor uh, listened to my chest and then said, uh, I won't be coming back in here. I'll be giving you a phone call uh, for all other communication. And then the nurse did the rest of the testing, which uh, she did a swab. Uh, if you've ever had one of those flu swab tests uh, where they go all the way back to the back of your sinuses. Uh, so they did that in one nostril and then they did the COVID-19 test, which is identical, um, identical in terms of the process in the other nostril. And then they gave me the protocol for staying at home. And it sounds like COVID-19, here's what you should do, which is essentially self-quarantine. Here are the symptoms that will happen if your breathing really gets worse, come back into the ER. Otherwise, you're waiting this thing out. I asked the question at that point, when might I get test results? And the nurse said, 
could be tomorrow or the day after. And um, so Sunday night was the worst that I had been. Um, I really had a lot of trouble breathing. I really was sweating. I really was shaking. Um, I sweat the bed so badly that I went to go to take a shower. And you know that feeling when you feel like you're going to pass out, like sound all of a sudden just kind of goes, Ew, and uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of cold sweating in the shower almost. Yeah. And I thought I was going to pass out. It was, it was very bad. I was scared. Yeah. And my wife uh, through the crack of the bedroom door was just assuring me everything was going to be okay, which was awesome. And I slept through the night, Tuesday into Wednesday. Wednesday, I felt the best I had felt uh, since coming down with the symptoms. Uh, and then Thursday, even better. Uh, so then Thursday, I actually got a phone call from the nurse saying, we have your test results and you have tested negative for COVID-19. So that was a relief. Uh, somebody asked me, oh, did you immediately go run out and hug your family? And uh, no, no, I didn't. Because the guidance from the nurse was the, the following. It sounds like you still have some symptoms. They wanted to assess when, um, you know, when's the last time that you had a fever and how is your breathing and how is your cough? And um, so their advice was 72 hours from either the last fever that I had, the breathing needed to be better and at least seven days had passed since my first symptoms had begun uh, until I come out of isolation. So they recommended that I still follow COVID-19 protocols uh, because this is brutal. And we just don't know enough about this yet. So there are different statistics out there on, on how many false negatives, uh, what the percentage rate is. Um, we read a New York Times article that said a 30% false negative oh, wow. um, rate. Yeah, so, um, but I'm not a doctor, so that's not my statistic. Uh, I guess I am a doctor. I'm just not a medical <laughs> doctor. Um, anyways, um, I was really feeling much better on Thursday, and this was a relief. And gosh, Thursday night, uh, the breathing got really bad and the coughing got really bad <laughs> and uh, the sweats and chills returned. And, uh, just, I had another really rough night and headaches and, uh, sore throat. And it just felt like things were getting worse. So I called the nurse again this morning, uh, and in consultation with my primary care doctor, they said, this is commensurate with what we're hearing that, uh, COVID-19 sort of rides this wave of things get really bad and then they get better and then things take a, a nosedive again. But by day 10 to 14, things really should be better. So I'm looking at, you know, Sunday, Monday, uh, hopefully turning a second corner with this thing. So that's, that's what it's been. Wow. That's, it's a wild story. And I'm so glad Pete that you're doing, <laughs> you're doing okay. You're not in the hospital, you're at home quarantining and, um, and even that we're able to talk today is a real gift. Yeah. So it's so good to hear your voice and have you here with me for this conversation. So when when you first started feeling these symptoms and then when you went to get tested and as you're waiting for these test results for some days, I have to imagine there's just this swirl of emotions going through you and, and thoughts, right? Tell me a little bit about what you were thinking and what maybe you were most afraid of there, fear, fear, I think, is the biggest thing. Um, the, there is some confidence in knowing, you know, that I'm, I'm young. I, I am, uh, yeah, I, I'm healthy, that, that I'll get through this. I, I got through the day often with um, FaceTime calls with my uh, wife and daughter, and my parents are actually stranded here uh, due to COVID. And 
Um, so I would get phone calls into dinner and things like that. And that is so relieving. Mm-hmm. Um, friends were calling that really helps just talking right now helps normal breathing habits, which are, do not come naturally if you're just sitting here. And for your family too, I imagine some fear. That's the scariest part. My concerns are my parents, my father is 78. My mother is going to be 73 in a couple of days. Um, my daughter is two. If they were to get this, uh, it would not be good. And how about the isolation? So being alone in a room, quarantined, <laughs> people have to deliver meals outside of the door. It's like, yeah. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're really, really sick, you just want someone to be with you and they can't be. Yeah. Well, all right. So you need to know that our little dog, Bella, is the best uh, <laughs> little companion. Uh, mm. She's what we call her a nurse dog. Um, she's a Havanese poodle. She's five years old. Uh, she'll be six in May. And she is, she's right here at my feet right now. Uh, she likes to sleep anyway. So this is perfect for her. It's great to have an animal to pet in, in times like that. It's a therapy dog. Oh, there's a real value for family and friends that um, always continues to amaze me uh, and for something to be grateful for. uh, My attitude of gratitude is uh, reinvigorated yet again. Um, That's that's huge. Um, But there's also this idea in my head of sort of, well, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, you know, that um, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to be stronger for it. And uh, we're going to know how to deal with this and we can help others, you know, navigate this. And the questions that I have from friends that are experiencing symptoms from all around the country that I'll get a note on Facebook saying, Pete, I'm having X, Y, and Z. Is that what you had? And um, I, yeah, it's it's good to be able to be a, a neighbor to all of those people if you've gone through this. Definitely. Well, we're so glad you're okay, Pete. And again, praying that you continue to be on the mend and Thanks for talking with me about this and sharing your very personal experience with COVID-19 and um, good luck as you get back into classes and all the rest. Thanks, Pastor Ann. Happy Easter to you and your family. Happy Easter to you, Pete. Thanks for listening and for doing your part to flatten the curve and stop the spread of the coronavirus. As we close out our podcast today, enjoy this musical offering from the Augustana community to center and inspire you. Until next time, stay safe Stay well and keep washing those hands.